Alright y'all, you know what time it is, you know what day of the week it is, episode 43 of the Struggle Play Podcast. Now it's episode 42. Mmm, I'm ahead of my time. She gets me higher than the 747. Yeah! She turns me up to 11. Man, this must be heaven. I never doubt her loving for a second. Two to three babies and a wedding. I'm spending something's coming. Over me. Hey man, how many times I have to tell y'all this? RB Doug is back. And when I'm in my bag, I'm in my bag. Now let's get this shit started. Shooting like Peyton in the 90s Everything's exciting She's the wave that I am riding The thunder to my lightning She's the one and only cake that I am icing Yo, why is this white man Appropriating my culture and I'm loving it? Yo, and why am I just now discovering this Alan Stone album? This album had me dancing around my apartment like a crazy ass white boy with no drawers on. So since he's appropriated my culture, let's go back to his originator. Let's go back to his influence. Watch this. Yeah. And I don't want to bore you. Oh, but I love you, I love you, I love you. Come on, y'all. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's a classic. I'm sorry. It's a classic. It's a classic. What you expect, man? What you expect? This is the mood that I'm in on a Monday, alright? We don't like going to work, but it's Memorial Day. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 43 of the Struggle Play Podcast. Good Lord, 42, 42, 42, 42. This, this is episode 42 of the Struggle Plate Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Doug. You can follow me on all social media platforms at Northside Doug. Y'all, we here, we live, and we in effect. We have cover art for the episodes. We have playlists for every single episode. So that's right, music with all the songs that you are hearing and that you will hear on this podcast including the song that I'm going to break down, is on a playlist on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, and Tidal. And most importantly, there is also a playlist for all 42 songs I broke down on this podcast. Yo, it's out everywhere on those same streaming platforms. Digital streaming platforms is what I should call it. And that's where you can find this podcast on all digital streaming platforms. Apple, SoundCloud, not Tidal, but Spotify, but Stitcher, 
Facebook, Google Play, you name it, I'm everywhere. Hood to hood, block to block. We letting our nuts hang. Now, tonight's going to be a big night. Tonight is a big night. We have the R and Beef, a.k.a. the Versus Battle. Jagged Edge versus 112. Yo, 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 yo. I'm going J.E., man. I'm going Jagged Edge, all right? I'm sorry. Uh, 112 only has, it's a group of four, but it only has two people who can actually sing on it. Okay, one person who can sing, the other person knows how to sing. The others are just doing harmonies. Just saying, look, get mad at me if you want to. I, I'm, I'm rocking with Jagged Edge, even though Cupid is my shit. Like, come on, man, those guitars right there. This will be one of their trump cards because they're gonna ride heavy on the features. We we know this already, but come on. Slim, slim, slim. But I'll give uh, 112 some credit. They sing on the hooks of a lot, a lot, a lot of classic songs. You know, Sky's the Limit. I'll Be Missing You. Hey, man, they they hot, right? They're hot. But oh, that jagged edge, boy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because the minute they play the remix of Let's Get Married, I'm, I'm running to the altar. Meet me at the altar in your white dress. We ain't getting no younger, so we might as well do it. Take it from the top. Hey, hey. Yo, I'm going to be doing my Diddy Bop. I don't know about y'all when this comes on. I'm going to be doing my little Diddy Dance. You know what I'm saying? Yo, these dudes was begging, man. But I guess you got to be begging when you're looking like, ah. Oh, let's go to the hook. Look, 112's features will carry them in this battle. It's gonna have to. Um, I'm more curious to see. Will we see all members of each group partaking in this 
versus battle. Will the internet go down again? Because I tried watching Saturday night with uh, Beanie Man versus Bounty Killer. Uh, I was cool. I was rocking. I didn't understand a single word that they were saying in their Jamaican accents. And it was very hard to follow because, like, those accents were thick. You know, like, I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. But it made me think about, oh, yes, college all over again. Oh, man, that's, <laughs> let's go back. Let's go to our new segment, huh? Let's go to story time because I got a story to tell you. So back when I was going to school at Grambling in the country backwoods of northern Louisiana, there was always one party on one street that people were dying to go to. And it only happened like once or twice a year. So the mystique behind this party like was good enough to like get people excited. And it was called Maple Street. Ah, Maple Street. Yeah, look, if you know, you know, like it was basically a Caribbean party where all the Caribbean kids, you know, on campus threw a party at like two, three, four in the morning because it would be like 11 p.m. back over on the islands because we had people from St. Lucia, Dominica, um, all over the Caribbean islands. And man, I remember I went to one. That shit was like a hot box. And those nice, studious nerds, they were so mean, especially the women. They came in there and was like, if you don't know how to dance, then you get the hell out of here, okay? I studied all night. I have studied all day for this night. And mm, 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 mm. I saw all those study those those nerds, those sexy girl women who wouldn't give you no play throwing it back. Oh, take me back to those times, please. And thank you. That's really when I started falling in love with reggae and dance hall. A lot of my true, deep, rich and love for music really came out of high not high school, college. Like, oh, my God. Like whenever I would hear that Don Penn. And I remember when I heard this play, when I went into like that hole in the wall for that party on Maple Street, the girl looked at me, she said, you don't even know how to handle this. And you know, on the exterior, I was like, man, you tripping. But on the interior, I was like, you right. You know what I'm saying? You right. I, I, I wouldn't know what to do because I ain't never seen you a day in my life and you are absolutely beautiful and you <laughs> fatty. That's all I'm going to say. Man. We would walk in pitch black 
because there were no street lights that late at night at what three two three in the morning absolutely not it will be an absolute journey and an adventure and when this song came on i remember i'll never forget oh god it was like red lights were on like all the nerds that you saw that was dressed up wearing those suits you know and just covered up all of a sudden they had legs and thighs man and they weren't giving anybody any kind of play like you didn't see them at any of the football games homecoming but you saw them on maple street it's all my grand fam if you know you know going there taught me going to you know an hbcu really taught me the richness of being black you know, you had all different kinds of black folks. You had your nerds, you had your suburb kids, you had your hood niggas, you had your in-between guys. And then also you had your foreign students, you know, the Jamaicans, the Caribbean kids. Oh, man. So, like, it really pisses me off when I hear somebody like Joe Biden saying, if you vote for Trump, then you're not black. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Mm, I hate that, man. Because you have people telling, trying to tell us how to be black. And that man, even though he's Democrat black folks, he is still a representation of the institution. I'm not going to get into the whole institutionalized shit, but just know a cracker is a cracker. And you see, this shows the choice or the lack of choice that black people really have in this country. But because of them, we still get great music because the best music comes from oppression and the struggle. So the song that I'm going to be breaking down for this episode is from none other than R&B's Unicorn, or should I say Black Unicorn? <laughs> He's the only man who can put out an album from 7 to 14 years at a time and it'd still be a hit. If you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about D'Angelo with his cult classic, Devil's Pie. I chose this song because it's a classic. What what more is there to say? It's so many hidden messages, metaphors, and of course, if you know me, I love a good old-fashioned R&B song with a hip-hop beat behind it, which is known or categorized as hip-hop soul, stuff that Mary J. Blige has done over and over and over again, and this is a DJ premiere beat the greatest hip hop producer of all time. He's not my favorite. No ID is my favorite producer of all time. But I figured, why the hell not? It's D'Angelo. And I literally bought the vinyl for the album that this song is on, Voodoo. I, I have it in vinyl in my room right now. Shit, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at it. But even though this song first debuted even though this song debuted on the iconic movie, Belly. Y'all know what I'm talking about, man. It's an iconic movie. 
Everybody knows it. This song is so soulful. It is gritty and it's grimy. But it has so much meaning to it. Like, okay, let's just dive into the hook, right? Because the hook is what sets the mood, the tempo for the entire song. And traditionally, a lot of songs that you hear on the radio or like the quote unquote formula, the pop formula or the country music formula. They don't really start with the hook unless it's hip hop and R&B, of course, because we're different. We're better. You know what I'm saying? We set the mood. We set the tones. And this starts with the hook. Here, let me just tell you what the hook says before I play it. It says, fuck the slice, we want the pie. Why ask why till we fry? Watch us all stand in line for a slice of the devil's pie. Drugs and thugs, women wine, three or four at a time. Watch them all stand in line for a slice of the devil's pie. The devil's pie is everything that you want but don't need in this life. All of your sinful desires. That's what's in it. And we are all waiting in line for that. And it doesn't matter what it is. Whether if you're taking the drugs, drinking, fucking all these different kind of women. Or as the common phrase is, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Just this incredibly dangerous but exciting lifestyle. And D'Angelo's mainly talking about the excess of people wanting the money and the materialistic things in the world. You can say that in regular society, the ghetto, hip hop. This is all that D'Angelo is talking about, all in that hook. And it becomes the main theme throughout this song, which makes this song perfect for Belly, because Belly, the movie, literally is that in a nutshell. It wraps it all up. Iconic movie. Iconic. And D'Angelo, he mainly talks about people's eager to engage in all this crazy ass activity. Now, let's get into the song's history. All right. Before I jump into these key and pivotal verses that D'Angelo gives us, as I said before, this is a DJ Premier track. And D'Angelo, yes, he does have production credit on it because he added his sauce into it. But DJ Premier mainly made this song for cannabis. But cannabis, he didn't want it. I don't know how the hell you turned down a primo beat, but he said that the song didn't fit into the vision for the album that cannabis was making at the time. Bad call, right? Because eventually, D'Angelo calls Premier. And says, yo, I want you to hear some music and I want a track from you. Premier gives him the beat. D'Angelo goes crazy. And it's funny because D'Angelo is looking mad, sexy, shirt off in this whole music video. But the way that Premier described it is, is that D'Angelo was literally jumping off the walls, dancing around his studios, 
listen to the song. And what studio was this recorded in? Electric Lady Studios, the studio that was founded by Jimi Hendrix. But it was also, before it became a, uh, a recording studio, it was a nightclub performed by the greats, Sly and the Family Stone, B.B. King, and Chuck Berry, and so many more. But when it became a recording studio, man, Hendrix recorded in there, and then all of a sudden you have all these other greats recording in the studio. Everybody from the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, David Bowie, and my man, Stevie Wonder. All right, and even today you got Adele performing you know, in the studio as well. So obviously there's magic, right? And that's where D'Angelo was making voodoo. And ugh, he records this song, it becomes an absolute hit. After it was done, the CEO, the, the head of Def Jam Records, Leo Cohen was like, yo, I want this song to be on the soundtrack for Belly. Bang, got it on Belly, 98. Two years later, it comes out on Voodoo. And the next thing you know, got a Grammy off of this. They got paid twice, Premier and D'Angelo. Come on, man. Like, who can make this up? This shit was written in the stars. And the beat is so hip-hop because it samples so many different elements. So, the beginning part, because this song is very funky, it's very soulful, it's very bluesful, comes from this psychedelic, futuristic, 1967 song called Jericho Jerk. And that guitar, that bass line, I'm a sucker for a good old fashioned bass line, comes from none other than Theodore DeReese Pendergrass. AKA Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> you hear that bass line all throughout the song. It's definitely slower on the original version, but it's from Teddy Pendergrass's song, And If I Had. You see that beginning bass line, that bass line, the key part of this instrumental, that's that bass line right there. Now those drums, those drum patterns, this is my favorite part of the entire beat. It comes from the iconic, legendary group, the Beat Nuts. Yeah, I'll do your homework, all right? Dig in your crates and do your homework. But it's from their song that they did with the legendary, the man who's in my top five, Big Pun, and Cuban Links with Off the Books. So those are the three main ingredients for Devil's Pie. You got that bass line from Teddy Pendergrass, the drums from the Beat Nuts, and Premier slows down the tempo for the drums. And of course you have that weird ass sound effect from Jericho Jerk. Put all three together with some extra sauce in it, you have devil's pie. 
Now, going back to the lyrics, D'Angelo, he basically said that this is his blues song. It's sort of like a chain gang kind of song, right? So D'Angelo basically says that this song is his blues song. It's his song. It's the song that he wanted to bring to life because it has that chain gang kind of feel. You know, black prisoners working on the line, working on the chain gang. And it's very folksy, but each line is poignant. That's why first one, you know, the first verse, he says, who am I to justify all the evil in our eye when I myself feel the high from all that I despise behind the jail or in the grave. I have to lay in this bed I made. If I die before I wake, I hope the Lord don't hesitate to get to heaven. I done went through hell. Tell my peeps all is well. All them fools who sold for sale sitting next to the Jezebel. Demons screaming in my ear. All my anger, all my fear. If I holler, let them hear in this spinning spear. Oh my God. He's literally laying out the world. All right. The world through the eyes of somebody who is in pursuit of all the fancy things, the diamonds, the money, the hoes. All right. Because I love that part where he says behind the jail or in the grave, I have to lay in this bed I made. And he, he can also be talking about pursuing a life of crime, you know, robbing, killing, you know, or just beating a nigga's ass. But just know for a fact that there are only two places that are guaranteed for black folks, especially black men. The grave or the jailhouse. Which one is it? You know. And I love it when he says sitting next to the Jezebel demon screaming in my ear. Oh, my God. Like the temptation of these hoes. Oh, God. That's the world that he's given us. And I just love how he starts off to say, who am I to justify all the evil in your eye? Like, I know what you're going through. Temptation is a motherfucker. I, I've thought of it. Every black man has thought about that shit. Okay, the most crime I've ever done was just steal a pack of cookies and some chips from the corner store. That's it. You know, like everybody wants a slice of the devil's pie. And what's in it? The very things that don't guarantee you a ticket into heaven. Mm, mm. And that, my friends, is the first verse. I mean, like, this literally is just like a sweaty slash head-nomming sermon against the evil seduction of hip-hop materialism. And what is that? Money, cash, hoes. Come on, man. <laughs> Yo. In, like, the second verse, he gives us the ingredients, the main ingredients to this devil's pie, which is materialistic, greed and lust, 
jealousy, envious, bread and dough, cheddar cheese, flash and stash, cash and cream. Look, this is poetry. This is poetry, but it's poetry in motion, and that's exactly what hip hop is. But it just so happens that we're getting it in the form of R&B. Mainly greens, walk to this dish, goes like this, here's the list, materialistic, greed and lust, jealousy, envious, bread, don't check cheese, flash and stash, cash and cream, temperatures of high degree, niggas come to feast. Landlessness, all about, apocalypse, ain't no doubt, everybody's holding out on the loop. All the clap, right or wrong, we do or die. All the vengeance can pacify. Watch your back, so will I in these days of time. Oh man, this guy, he is literally giving us, he gave us a Negro spiritual in 2000, oh, excuse me, in 1998. And it is still relevant over 20 years later. Oh my God, that man said, everybody's hoeing out all the loot. All the clout. Yeah, yo, 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 yo. Right or wrong, do or die, only the vengeance will pacify. He's talking about the wrath of God right there. Boy, what y'all know about that? <laughs> look, look, look. We all have a common perception, right, of what defines success. Okay? Some people may define success through relationship, money, you know, the materialistic things, the car, the, the big house and all that stuff. And that verse, he's saying we're hoeing ourselves out for these for this shit that won't even give us true everlasting happiness and peace. Like, that's not what we're in it for at all. Oh, God damn. And it can be very diluting. Right. Because in. In 98, he's talking about this, right? Where we're now seeing the rise of, you know, hip hop culture and all the flashy things, right? But now it's even like on a bigger magnifying glass thanks to social media. And it makes those ingredients, it makes it sexier. It makes you want it more because it's everywhere. Rather, if it's the ideal relationship you know or all these relationship posts that you see on all over instagram and facebook and twitter you know from people that you went to school with and you'd be like man i wish i had that or you have those people who are saying talking about how overly happy they are about being super single well, we all know that's not the real truth of the matter <laughs> come on man you know i never heard nobody say that and actually mean it okay that was the issue, you know. I've known I've known so many women who have constantly said that. The ones who say, "I don't need a man. I don't need a man to define my happiness. I don't need my a man to define my joy. I can do fine by myself." Hmm. Hmm. As much as I agree with that rhetoric, as much as I agree with that statement, I don't think you believe that. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I, you know exactly who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I, I don't think you necessarily believe that. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to keep saying it over and over again. Because who are you trying to convince? Me or yourself? All right? Because you keep talking like that, there's no wonder why you're by yourself. Or if you keep talking like that, there's no wonder why 
you can't even build a true connection in your relationship. Oh, Doug, you're killing them. You're killing them. All right. Or, or because you don't know how to get what you want or you don't know what your actual needs are, you're going to force that person, your man, your boyfriend, husband, whatever, to get the things that you want. All right. My man got to have money. My man got to have this. My man got to have that. My man needs this. And you ain't even got half of that shit, do you? Hmm. Because you want a slice of the devil's pie. Right? Don't worry, fellas. I got some. I guess this worked for y'all, too. Because growing up in high school and throughout college, I didn't hear women talk like that till after I graduated. But when high school and college, all I heard from dudes was, man, fuck this shit, man. I'm trying to get this money. But she can't understand that. You know what I'm saying? Then I got another one waiting for me. All right. Fuck you talking about it. I'm going to still get mine. I'm going to still get my hoes over here. Don't even trip. Don't even worry about it. I'm good. In all actuality, you're not good. In all actuality, you did have somebody who was going to hold it down for you and ride for you, but you couldn't stop cheating, could you? You couldn't make a true, serious, committed relationship because you was afraid to give up your own independent independence. Right? Exactly. You was too afraid to give that up. But in all due actuality, it is the right person would never let you give up your dreams. And I'm talking to you too, ladies, because I, I hear I've talked to several of my friends when I would just ask them one simple question about a guy that they're talking to. I said, well, do you like them? Yes, I do like them, but ain't, ain't no fucking buts. All right. I don't hear But I don't have time. But I'm focused on my career. You can get all that shit. What are you talking about, man? What are you talking about? All right. I have literally rode on the train with my mama. When she was 30 years old to get her dream job as a teacher, taking all these certification classes. I'm over there sitting in these classes. And meanwhile, she has an entire family on her back. And she was still able to accomplish that. So what's the deal? Are you too focused on your career or do you not know how to balance the two? Do you not know how to balance your career and your love life? And are you really unhappy with your situation, which is why you're constantly saying that you need a man with money? Is it because you don't have none on your own and you're too afraid to get it on your own? So you're going to force somebody else to get it. And same thing with you, fellas. What, what's, what's the deal? You're buying all this shit. And I get it. Trust me, I get it. Women are expensive. Our relationships are expensive. When I became newly single, you know, what my homeboy said he said, yo, it's nice to have that extra money in your pocket, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, it's nice as fuck. It's nice as hell. So I get that. But you can't buy your way into this girl's heart. You know what I'm saying? And you can't then don't just give me because I love her. Because if you loved her, you would have introduced her to your mama. Right? Exactly, man. Exactly. So you have to ask yourself, what are the things that can truly give you happiness internally? What are your values? What do you actually value in this life? Do you value trust? Do you value honesty? Do you value respect? Which one of those means more important to you? All right. Find yourself three to four values, man. All right. And stick to that. And live those. Are you being truthful to yourself? Are you being loyal to yourself? Are you respecting yourself? 
You have to ask that question. You have to ask those questions before you get into another relationship, before you start another job, because your job also has to align with your values as well. I hate to break it to you. I know black folks, we just got to work and work and work because that's what we're raised and told to do. But has it been working out for you by just doing it for the money? I moved to Vegas. I moved to Las Vegas. I lived in Las Vegas for three years just for the money. Stole. I'm not going to say it stole my soul. I had a fantastic time. Okay, I've met some beautiful women, a.k.a. strippers, a.k.a. hoes. Okay, it afforded me to go to Miami and meet some lovely young ladies. You know what I'm saying? But it didn't equate to nothing. You know what I'm saying? Just momentary happiness and, you know, my own independence. The next thing you know, I was flat broke <laughs> by year three, you know. So did I value did I place my values in the wrong places? Like, yes, those are great and fun things for me. But did it last? Nah, 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 fam. Because when I first started getting paid, paid. All I was doing was buying shoes, mainly Jordans. Why? Because I'm from Chicago, nigga. <laughs> Why the hell not? And is it uplifting your people? Are you putting your people on? Because that's what we get to the bridge part of the song. Okay, where he says, ain't no justice. It's just us. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Time has come for most of us to, to, to choose in which God we trust. So at the end of the day, it's just us. Ain't no justice because we black. All right. So we have to rely on each other. But don't worry about it because we constantly still falling for the same trap by putting ourselves in situations that we're not built for. And it's allowing us to stitch on each other or go on or go at each other on social media. So you have to ask yourself what's important to you and how are you helping those who are right beside you? part in the entire song outside of the hook where it ends off by saying with 85 dumb and blind there can be no compromise where he's basically quoting the five percenters where it says 85 percent of the people are bl are blind to the knowledge of themselves and god while 10 percent of the people know the truth but teach a lie for their own personal gain i.e the american public school systems and while the remaining five percent are the poor righteous teachers those who do not subscribe to the teachers of the 10% as they know and teach that God is the Asiatic black man. Yo, what's the science? All right. I'm no Muslim, man, but I just love the, I just love that. But he doesn't end on the hook. He ends by adding more lines to the hook, which he creates the outro. He says, wait a minute. Let me tell you about a slice of the devil's pie. Said everybody out there can get down with the slice of the devil's pie. Said a woman in the street sell a fucking body for a slice of the devil's pie. Niggas killing each other in the streets for a slice of the devil's pie. All in line, all in line with a slice of a devil's pie. Yo, like this is the, this is the black culture in a nutshell. In hell, you can even say white folks and Hispanic. This is just society, this is America. Little woman in the street. 
streets, sell them, fuck them by the force. Uh, uh, niggas killing each other in the streets, fuck them. That's the end of the breakdown. We all want the things that aren't good for us. We all want the things that we think we need, but we really want it, you know? And it it doesn't satisfy in the end. It doesn't. I'm not gonna tell you how to live your life, but just ask yourself, are you in line for the devil's pie? Do you want a slice of the devil's pie? I have. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I have. this. The, the main inspiration behind me choosing this song is when I had a conversation with someone on Friday when I really realized that I have never gotten the things that I've never gotten the things I wanted. I've never gotten treated the way that I wanted because I didn't value myself. I judged others, but it was just a reflection of my own insecurity. Mm -hmm. It takes self-awareness. And it takes courage to acknowledge that and to change that because you have the right to change. You don't have to be the same person you were yesterday. Just saying. Now, let's get into the rotation. This is a song that I've been playing over and over again whenever I go ahead and um, do my little curbside pickup for groceries because I ain't going inside them fucking grocery stores. You must be out your goddamn rabbit ass mind. I ain't even been eating out. <laughs> but this is a song. That's also produced by none other than DJ Premier. This is Yuna with Places to Go. I feel like we should get together then. Maybe I, I'll feel so much better. And this rainy weather ain't helping. Boys in leather jackets, they are walking by. Song number two comes from an artist whose album I just started listening to in, what is this, late May, but it came out in early November, and I skipped over it because he was white, I'm not gonna lie, and I know he could sing, I've known he could sing since college, but I've never listened to any of his projects or full bodies of work, and I listened to this album, man, that Alan Stone album, Building Balance. I said last year that Snow Allegra had the best album of 2019. This comes at a very close second. So song number two is from Alan Stone with Give You Blue. 
by Alan Stone. This song is called Miscommunicate. So this is the part, you know, at the end of the episode where I tell you everything's going to be okay and I start playing some cheerful ass music. You know, the ones that they play at the end of the music at the movies where they like have that realization that everything's going to be just all right or that enlightenment, you know, and they just keep moving forward, you know, especially when they're walking. But mm, let's not jog like them. Let's not let's not jog because we can't do that anymore. But hey, this is my shit, man. I'm out. Peace and love. My name is Doug. Oh, and next week I will give a full recap between Slim versus Jagged Edge. Yes, that was shade. This is Alan Stone with Miscommunicate. Peace. I used to know all of my neighbors' names. We used to set the tapers on Sunday. the same but now I just don't feel the love seems like things just don't add up if one plus one is you and me we can add another one for community